Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of What Cause Inspires You. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and today I have with me Anouk. I am the founder of the What Cause Inspires You podcast and founded it for students to be able to share the service they're doing in their communities. We encourage youth, like Anouk, who are making a change to improve the world, to speak up about their stories and become a leader in the movement. Anouk is a 16-year-old spoken word poet and organizer. She is the founding executive director of Celebrating Differences Organization, an organization focused on promoting neurodivergent awareness, allyship, and inclusivity. She has spoken after prominent figures such as Congresswoman Anna Isho, peace activist Ella Gandhi, and San Juan, Puerto Rico Mayor Carmen Cruz. And her work has been recognized by the Los Angeles Review of Books and the Times Herald and more. We are recording this presentation and we'll post the video on YouTube by Saturday and the audio on Spotify by Friday. Anouk, it's amazing to have you here with us today. Are you ready to begin? Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. So you are the executive director of Celebrating Differences organization. Can you just start off by telling us a little bit more about this organization? Yeah, for sure. So Celebrating Differences, we're a youth-led um, nonprofit modeled organization. And so basically the work we do is we're focused on promoting neurodivergent advocacy, awareness, and also allyship. And so basically what that means is we kind of do a lot of like grassroots community work just to kind of um, provide services or like help like integrate neurodivergent community members with the larger community. And so, yeah, we do a lot of like local um, projects and then local events. And then we're also slowly working our way up to doing more national level projects. Awesome. And you mentioned a few words when talking about your organization. Neurodivergent was one of them, allyship and inclusivity. Could you explain a little bit more about those terms and how they fit in with the mission of this organization? Definitely. Yeah. So um, for students um, or like for people who aren't familiar with like what neurodivergence is, it's basically like I think when we talk a lot of when a lot of students kind of first learn about it, it's like, oh, kind of like autism or like ADHD or Down syndrome, just um, different, um, I guess, like characteristics that people have where their brains are wired slightly differently. And like, I think where a lot of students kind of learn about it is like at schools, most um, schools have like a special education department. So um, all students in order to like qualify to be put into um, the special education department, um, they all have to be neurodivergent. And so, yeah, it's just like kind of um, that's kind of how we look at it. And then there's also like a bunch of different um, subclassifications. But yeah, that's kind of the general overview. And then allyship is basically when you have like people that aren't from like a specific community going out of their way to like stand. I'm going to try not to use the word, but like to support that specific community. So for instance, like when we're talking about like allies to the neurodivergent community, then it's talking about people who aren't neurodivergent, people who um, are like what we call neurotypical, who are like going out of their way to like help advocate and uplift the voices of these neurodivergent um, organizers and activists. Wow, that's really beautifully put and hopefully did shed light on a little bit more about CDO. Um, but kind of going back in time, you know, how did your inspiration for this organization come about and where have you reached so far? Yeah, 
So definitely. Um, so my brother um, is neurodivergent. And so I think growing up, my mom was very involved with um, our kind of local community and our church community because they have um, a really great like neurodivergent um, kind of Sunday program. And then so I've always been involved in the community growing up. But I think like as I slowly got older, I realized that one like big thing because I kind of started getting to like oh the whole youth activism like movement and I realized that with a lot of like other causes it was really easy for people who were like allies to kind of just jump right in like maybe like people didn't have experience firsthand with um I don't know like gun violence but then um you have you see a lot of young people mobilizing around like the nation right but what we realized was like with when we were talking about neurodivergent advocacy, um, we look at like these advocates and advocates, advocates and activists, and a lot of people, which is like not a bad thing, but like almost the entire demographic is people who directly know, um, who are like family members or friends with someone who's like neurodivergent. But then again, that also kind of like limits the amount of awareness that's spread, right? So I thought it would be like really interesting and also just like really important to kind of talk to people out like outside of that immediate bubble of the neurodivergent community to say like oh here's how you can become an ally and like that this is the way that we can like help uplift uplift the voices of people who are kind of already doing the work and then yeah so that's kind of where it kind of started off and so in addition to like also allies our team is also comprised of like kind of like 50 50 neurodivergent youth and then neurotypical youth. And so basically our goal for the organization is like to kind of amplify the voices of like kind of neurodivergent individuals who have already been doing this work. I think instead of kind of like taking that lead as like allies, which is I guess something I don't know if I wanna get into, but like a lot of organizations have been like doing, which isn't exactly the best, but yeah. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense to me. And if I could just go back to a statement you said earlier about, you know, diversifying the community that's um, in touch or, or supporting these neurodivergent, whether it's students or people of older ages, um, I do think that we need a broader awareness uh, for this cause. And the reason I say that is because I actually helped um, at a dance class I taught for children with developmental disabilities. And uh, it was one of the best experiences ever. But, you know, the people coming in, we had this one day called Buddy Day. And they essentially bring, whether it was an ally or a guardian taking care of them, um, they bring them in to show the dance that we've been learning. And you start to realize that most of the community are, are, are people who are relatives or are friends or really close friends. And outside of that, there's not much support to uplift these children. Um, and that was something that stuck out, stood out to me, especially since some other movements are going really fast. I do think this is not one to be left behind. So really commendable work that you've been doing. But just in your perspective, um, what's an experience that has stuck out to you or even your responsibilities as an executive director um, of CDO? Yeah, I think probably one of the most memorable, memorable projects we do every year, like when there's no COVID is um, basically in Saratoga. So I'm from Saratoga City in California and we hold the annual Celebrating Differences Carnival. And so it's um, kind of a three hour long 
carnival and then it's free of cost for um all like neurodivergent families and then allies in the city and so it's always really fun when we put that on because we get to see like men with their families have a great time and we have like different um game booths and then also like snacks and performances and it's just always really nice because like we do this every year and then so like after like each year we'll like sometimes see the same people over again and it's like great to see like oh like they, they've grown and then see their parents again and everything and it's just like a really great experience i think to see kind of our entire community come together and just like kind of like what we were talking about of expanding like neurodivergent awareness and allyship it's really great to also see people who like maybe weren't as familiar with like this specific community in our city come in and then learn more and then get to like make friends so that's always really great and just like even outside of the immediate community sometimes we have people drive from like one to two hours north or south of like saratoga which is like really great and just like really heartening to see that people are willing to come out and like share space with the community yeah yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of the beauties of creating an organization that does specify on a specific cause. Um, because you not only get people who are directly affected by that cause, in this case, neurodivergent individuals, but you also get people who might not have known about it, but you know, it touches a heartstring and you have a certain empathic draw and now you want to be part of that community. You want to uplift them. You want to attend events um, like the one you were talking about. So I think that's simply amazing that we are drawing more attention through different events. Um, if you want to speak really briefly about any other projects that CDO has in store. Yeah, definitely. Um, so coming up, so over the summer actually we launched a virtual art lesson series so it was one of our first like national projects and so basically what we would be doing is like once a week we have these like art lessons using accessible um craft craft um ingredients that people would have at home and since it was like launched during the start of quarantine i think it was a really nice way for us like to make sure like a lot of students who like maybe weren't getting as much interaction time um like through online school we're getting kind of that like one-on-one ish with like different like teachers and volunteers and doing like hands-on sensory projects and so we're going to be launching that over kind of our spring quarter again and so we're working on that right now um something else that we are um kind of like working on right now too is um kind of with online school continuing what we've seen um, just like from like personal experience or like from like the experiences of our siblings is that for a lot of um, neurodivergent students who do have IEPs, which are um, individual individualized education plans, which basically give them like um, special services that will help them like learn better or help them like fit to the environment better, like therapy or like um, special accommodations for testing. A lot of students aren't receiving those specific provisions in their IEPs since everything's online. And so what we've seen is that a lot of um, school districts um, have been trying to like uh, weasel out of maybe like providing like, oh, therapy twice a week or something like that, just because um, since everything's online, it's kind of easier to for them to like not provide these services. But what 
like basically nothing in terms of legislation has changed at all. So basically that was a long preface, but basically the project that we're working on right now is kind of spreading awareness to a lot of parents, especially parents whose students are just en entering like the public school system. Like, oh, this is what you're like, the law around IEP says, and this is how like, you can advocate to like your principal or like your superintendent about like, oh, what rights your students deserve, right? And so we've been trying to get the word out because what we've been hearing is that like a lot of parents either go in like unaware of like the current situation or like they are aware, but then they don't know how to like advocate or maybe they don't, they don't have like um, the resources to do so. So we've been kind of trying to spread the word and also um, putting together a lot of resources and toolkits for these parents and students who are self-advocating. Wow, that's amazing. And that's honestly one of the most beautiful things about, I think, education um, in general is it not, it's not only a built awareness building tool, um, but it also helps people realize the resources and steps they can take to make change. Even if they did realize this was a problem, they might not have known how to take that change. And I think that's amazing that really bringing awareness, especially in, um, you know, this times like the pandemic, there's a lot of challenges going on, obviously for students, for administration too, but I don't think that garners that any child should be left out. Um, any student should be treated any differently. And if they need accommodations, I think, you know, it's law and that should be fulfilled to its fullest. So uh, amazing work that you are doing, Anouk. And, um, you know, I think we can just close it off by by saying how people can get involved. We've been talking about, you know, building this really grand community and trying to get as many people involved with neurodivergent individuals. So what can our audience members do to help and support CDO? Yeah, um, definitely. So right now we're active in six locations across the nation. And so basically a lot of the, like all of the work we're doing right now is virtual. So regardless of where you are, like, even in the US or outside, we do have um, two um, also members that are international. Um, like if you wanna get involved, um, you can feel free to kind of contact us through our social media handles. But basically the work that um, you'll basically be doing is like also working with us to kind of organize resources and then work on advocacy. And we are also expanding to legislation ad advocacy too. And so, yeah, um, there's a whole breadth of things for um, you guys to do if you're interested, um, I guess, like ranging from like more formal advocacy to more like community, like one on one work, whether that's like craft sessions or something like that. So, yeah, definitely a lot of things. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. Um, honestly, it was a pleasure having you at What Cup Inspires You today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course, um, just for our audience members who are interested in getting involved or getting in touch with the Nook at CDO, the Instagram is at celebratingdifferences.org. Uh, this cause was super important to obviously a Nook, but to everyone at Humanity Rising, and we do want to support organizations um, like a Nooks and help them grow and reach as many people as possible. So please do not hesitate to reach out see how you can get involved, even if it's just attending an event and supporting the community around you. My email is for anyone who wants to get in touch, aliciagupta2020 at gmail.com. You can also follow www.humanityrising.org to sign up for our email newsletters and stay in touch about our scholarship opportunities, future podcasts, and events.
Thank you all for attending and we hope to see you again at next week's podcast.